0: And welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand.
1: Howdy, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Zakash and in the studio today, we have Ishanji and Puja
0: Howdy,
1: you How, How are, are we? we? Happy New Year, guys. Oh, here we go. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs>
2: 2024. <laughs> we made it. I'm ready. <laughs> are we all ready for a new beginning? Yeah. Fresh start. <laughs> fresh, fresh start. We commit yeah. ourselves to what we failed at last year. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Like I always like change the timeline of my like, fresh starts. Like if I have a really bad day, I'll be like, "Oh, fresh start tomorrow." <laughs> 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 fresh start next week. Fresh start next month That's no, like fresh start of the
2: year. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the
0: freshest start you can get.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember we did our the three S's for the Indian New Year. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yes. We don't even remember. No, sadhana, (laughs)
0: swadhyaya, and seva. Yeah,
2: wow. (laughs) Do remember the details? (laughs) Do you remember the details of it though? Because we said that we'd commit ourselves to a year worth of swadhyaya, seva, and um, sadhana.
0: What better time to start than right now? (laughs) (laughs) The
2: freshest start. (laughs) All right. Should we start then? Hmm. Yeah. What are we discussing today? We're discussing self-respect
1: and ego. I guess what a way to start the year is yeah. <laughs> to humble ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> put us into place. Um. But I think it's there's it's important because there's a fine line and almost like a gray area where self-respect can turn into ego and vice versa. Mm. You know, and where do we draw the line? How do we make the call? And how do we understand which is which? Yeah, You know, Um, I think I can remember when we've sat in class and you've talked about taking up any action and it's with that thought, the initial thought that you've had will carry through throughout the whole thing. Yeah. The whole of that activity. And so if you start with an egocentric Thought mm. Then the whole action Is just Tainted yeah. with An ego Sense yeah. Sense Yeah But if you start with A A, a sense of Self-inclusiveness mm. You know Then Then that is what that, that activity Will bring about Yeah But You know And so It kind of Allows us to Or, or Brings about a question mm. You know is like What do we do Any activity for Yeah because often we'll think it's noble, yeah, and we think, "Oh, we've done all this work. I've put away this many chairs, I've cleaned this many tables. I was here from this time, and no one has said anything.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. put
1: this in, no one knows how much work I put in, yeah, after work, I came home, I cooked the dinner, I did all this, and then I sat down and did this. I planned this activity for this many weeks, mm-hmm. and no one knows the amount of hard work I put in,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. And so how do we draw the line is yeah. like, you know, some, sometimes you do want that recognition mm. to know how much work was put in. But
2: is it about that? Is it right? about and, and we that? also hear that the realized masters, they don't have a sense of ego. Mm. What does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah, I have no right? idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then
1: there's a, a few other words that we'll throw in as well. Yeah. Pride. Confidence Arrogance Yeah yeah. You know And and what do those mean Yeah um, In Vedantic terms Or the external world Um, So I guess today That's kind of our theme Yeah Uh, Puja will talk about A situation where she Thought she was (laughs) realised Yeah
2: I love yeah. it, I love it. <laughs> Why is it always Pooja comes up with these examples? I'm killing it in life, Ishanji, what should I say? <laughs> right, let's always,
1: get into it. always ten, ten, 10 steps up on the yeah. run and then boom, we, we bring Brought it back, back down. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll kind of go into a bit more about Vedanta in action and how we actually understand these terms and then mm. Ishanji will close off the session with a, a little story time. Awesome. All right, over to you, Puja. Yeah, so <laughs> I,
0: I just have a question if I like nailed it or not. Like, that's pretty much what I'm asking. <laughs> am I there? Yeah, am I like close? Um, so when we were in a restaurant in Italy, um, there was a bit of racism we experienced throughout Italy. Um, but there's, there was a time when we were in a restaurant in Venice and, um, there was this waiter who was just so short with us and like, just not happy to like have us there. Um, and he sat us down and he's like, you have to order like a dish and a drink each. Otherwise we're not serving you. And I was like, Whoa, like calm down. And then like, at the time I was like, Oh, that was like a bit abrupt. But then I was like, no, but like, it's not about you, Pooja. Like, it's not like, don't bring your ego into this and get offended. Like, it's like, he might just be busy. There might be things he's going through and like, it might be like, there might be other circumstances as to why he's behaving this way. Um, And then, so then we like had food and it was delicious. And then we like, Left and we were like going to tip. Um, and then we were kind of discussing within our group and we're like, Should we tip? Like, he was kind of rude to us, and I was like, No, like, you should tip him. Like, he might be having a bad day, you never know. And so, then I think we tipped him like at like five euros or something, which is like 10 bucks, so like pretty decent. Mm. Um, but and New then, Zealand standards, yeah, <laughs> like in terms of what we could afford, yeah, yeah. like it was pretty good. Like, inst- like, and we were thinking of like not even leaving him a tip, and, but then I was like, Guys, like, no, we have to be good people, like, we have to give him something. And then we walked on our way and then a couple of weeks later um my brother-in-law brought it up and he's like Pooja like what did you think was happening in that situation I was like oh I don't know like he might have been having a bad day and he's like no he was like overtly racist and he's like you should have like not given him a tip because it's like you have to like draw a line and have Mm -hmm. a boundary and like respect yourself um and I was like oh but like I don't know like I thought like I was just like avoiding my ego getting involved and like rising above the situation um but then yeah I just wanted to check like what would you what would you do
1: in that situation so so were you saying that he was taking advantage of you like because a, you were from not from the area yeah and so therefore he was trying to almost upsell right he
0: was upselling us so yeah. he's like you have to because like I think we all know like restaurants make their drinks i make their money in drinks. Mm. Um, and so like ordering drinks um, is like always like encouraged by your weight staff. But he said we had to, otherwise we weren't even allowed to get into the restaurant. And so we did. But then I was like, how can they, how is that a rule? What if you don't like, drink? No, non-alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they had like mocktails and like juices and stuff like that. But you had to order a drink and a main each. So we couldn't mm. even share a pizza. Yeah. Um, Like wow and so like so then we were like discussing it after and he's like did you not think they were racist and i was like i did kind of get the feeling but i pushed it down because i was like i didn't want to get my ego involved and he's like bro like (laughs) this is not the time or place to do that but i just wanted to know did i nail that
2: (laughs) (laughs) i think you know the answer (laughs) i got i got taken for a ride (laughs) it's interesting because there's this mechanism in us which Wants to avoid conflict. Yes. And so are we doing it to avoid conflict or are we actually rising above the situation?
0: What would be the difference? Like what would it look like?
2: Rising above the situation would mean doing what is right, what is required, and still not be affected by it. And avoiding the situation... Is this going with the flow so that there's no conflict?
0: Yeah, okay, I did the second one. Like, <laughs> because I think if I rose above it, I wouldn't have tipped. Because I don't think it was wrong to not tip. Like, there's yep. not a tipping culture. Like, I think if I was in the States, then yep. yes, I would have to tip still. Yep. And that would be the right thing to do because they don't get paid well. Yep. Um, but I don't think in Italy, I don't think that's an issue. Mm. Um, So I think me tipping was just like a very like, oh, let's just keep the peace and not rock the boat. I don't want to deal with this because I want to leave. Any- Only
2: you know the answer to that. None of us do.
1: Yeah, <sighs> guys. <laughs> if if okay, let's say if you guys were at a cafe. Yeah. I kind of think about this also. Like, if you're, let's take the restaurant for example, mm. right? If they bought you your meal, yeah, and it wasn't to standard, would you say something about it, or would you just eat? I have been in that situation before Mm. and
0: I ate as much as I could. And then when I was leaving, then I just told them, Hey, just FYI, this dish was not great. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they ended up comping my meal, which was really nice of them. I expected to pay. I was like happy to pay. Um, but, um, yeah, so they, they, I think responded to that situation really well, but that took like everything I had to like,
1: Get that courage together. The <laughs> yeah. What about you? What would you do? So you, you wouldn't just say at the beginning after a few bites, like
2: something's wrong, send it back. <laughs> <laughs> Ishanji? I would. I have. Send it. Yeah. yeah. It. Just Recently, I'd gone to a really nice restaurant with my parents and there's not much vegan options over there, but they, they were nice enough to make me a pastor. hmm And they're really polite, really lovely people and when the pasta came the pasta was undercooked it was still quite hard mm. and i just said you know it's it's not edible uh, it would cause a stomach upset and i just said look your pasta's undercooked can you just redo the pasta and so yeah i don't think the intent matters mm. as in if it's justified yeah then yes but if you're just being really picky then that's different ball game, mm. right? The, is it edible? If it's edible, then yes, you go with it. Yeah. But if it's something really wrong with it, whether it's too spicy or too salty or mm. undercooked, then I guess you're justified in, because they're doing their job. There's a standard, right? There's a standard that mm. is to be upheld. Yeah. It's it's not like they're doing a favor to you offering it for free. Yeah. yeah. You're paying for it.
0: It's yeah. not cheap either. No. Um, My mom told me, she's like, just have, so she told me to have some respect for my money. Because when I respect my money, I've respected my time that I've spent to earn that money. And so like when it's situations like this where like I pay for a service, and my sisters told me the same thing actually. If I pay for a service and I pay for something, if I don't get exactly what I Paid for, then I have a right to say something about it. But like, I just yeah. very rarely do mm. because I'm like, oh, but like, I don't want like to upset yeah, yeah, I don't want to
2: upset them. Yep. Like, I'm like, they're yeah. working hard. But, but yeah. at the same time, like, you know, when we say, I've paid for it, I expect this, what kind of expectations do we have? If we have unrealistic expectations, that's right. Yeah. It's so easy to cross that line between self respect and arrogance mm. and Ego. Mm-hmm. So, where do we draw this line? And I guess this is where this conversation is going. Yeah. Um. So l- let us try and understand these terms. Cool. Yeah. So we have the term self-respect. Yep. Versus ego mm. or arrogance. Um. And w- if you want to use another word for self-respect, we can call it pride. Often pride gets related to arrogance, so we wanted mm. to keep it separate. So self-respect being respect for what we believe in, what we stand for, um, our morals, our principles, our values. And then on the other side is arrogance. Um, we we'll use the word arrogance because ego in Vedanta has a technical connotation. mm mm-hmm. Ego is
0: individuality.
2: Yeah. In common parlance, ego and arrogance is one and the same. But because later down when we talk about addressing this ego, it is not talking about addressing arrogance, but this individuality. Yeah. Right? So ego can be humble, ego can be arrogant. So this individuality. Yeah. Can be arrogant, that individuality can be humble. That ego can be a seeker, a sadhaka. And that ego can be a rank materialist, but it is all a function of that ego, that individuality Mm. who we consider ourselves to be. So that is, we'll define ego in that sense and keep that word aside, reserved for that purposes alone. Mm. um, For the sake of conversation today, we'll look at self-pride versus arrogance. Yeah. Right. Um, Does that, Help make the yep. distinction between them. Yeah. I think so.
0: Yeah. It yeah. makes it more clear. Yeah.
2: So we want self pride. We want respect. We want to be rooted in our values and not shy away from standing up from them. And at the same time, we don't want to be arrogant. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, or brash. Or brash. Yeah. 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 Coming across like,
1: like in the example of, you know, taking something back, saying something is not of standard, especially when it's something transactional, Yeah, you know, and like if you hold yourself up to some form of a standard, mm. like, yeah, is it arrogant of you, of expecting someone else to also uphold that? But the way I see it is that it's actually the business that has said that this is the standard. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not. I think we look at it too personally mm. and we look at it as I'm talking to the person. Yeah, Actually the person's a representative of the business. Yep.
2: yep. Absolutely. Or the industry. Yeah. And so I guess it's easy to recognize when we are going or venturing out into the territory of arrogance is when it's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. If we step back and ask the question, is this acceptable to the general population? Is this something that others would be fine with? Or is it just me Mm. (laughs) who has a problem with it? Yeah. Right? Um, And I think the answer would become quite clear as to whether we're being arrogant about it or we're just having some self-respect and pride in what we do and what we stand for.
0: It's actually really funny when you put it like that. It, it brings up an example. Um, I had a friend who was on a flight, an international flight, so a good few hours, like 12, 16 hours, whatever. Um, and she is a vegan and she didn't get served a vegan meal because they just didn't organize for one, even though she had pre-booked and prepared. Everything was sorted prior to her checking in. Um, and then she just starved on her flight. And like, It was so funny because when she told me about it, I got so upset on her behalf. And I was like, why didn't you say anything? (laughs) Like, why didn't you put your foot down? Why didn't you get comped for something? Why didn't you get them to like reimburse you in some sort of way? Like, obviously they can't like procure food in the midair, but like at least like, give you some sort of compensation for suffering like that? Um, and she's like, no, like, I didn't really want to kick up a fuss. And I was like, no, like, you have to, <laughs> like, that is so unfair and you've paid for something. So I think that's a really good way to look at it is that, like, if I'm, a, if I think it's unreasonable for someone else to go through that, um, and if the same thing that I went through had happened to a friend or someone I loved and cared about, would I be upset for them? And so, like, I think that's a really good way to, like, put it into perspective as well. Because, like, if if my friend had paid like fifty dollars for like pasta and gotten really bad food, I'd be upset for them, and I don't think that that's unreasonable. Um, but if it's often easier yeah. to fight for
1: someone else, honestly, than it's, to
0: it definitely fight for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah,
1: it's just like external, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> she has a problem. Yeah. I don't have a problem. <laughs> but really, it's yeah. I who have a problem with it. Yeah, really, because that person doesn't seem to mind no. it. Yeah, and. That person may genuinely not mind it, as in mistakes happen. It's, yeah. it's happened with me on a thirty-two-hour fight. There was no meal.
0: No, but like even if it was you, just
2: two bread rolls. Oh my god, I actually hate that.
0: Like, <laughs> I just even if you don't mind it, it's more about like the what I'm upset about is just like that they like didn't put an effort in to like make her experience more pleasant after that. Yeah, like they knew they made a mistake and they just didn't do anything. They were like yeah. sorry, and it was like like not very genuine and like. I just, and even though, like, yeah, even though you wouldn't have been upset, I think also, like, you can think about it in the way of, like, going forward, how many more people are they going to do this to? And, Mm. like, somebody could be diabetic on a flight and, like, need to eat. And what do they eat? Like, what are you going to do? And, like, that's Mm. actually a really massive concern. So the airline should be held accountable. But that was because it happened to someone else (laughs) that I got so (laughs) upset.
1: (laughs) What, where do you draw the line then? Cause isn't that then now setting expectation,
0: mm.
1: and like if, like for yourself, if you're okay with it, you just sit there and take it. No. That's fine. Like, is that still having a form of self-respect?
2: Yeah, I think so. It, I guess it, it, it is a subjective issue. I don't think we can put a blanket rule yeah. on top of yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Um. Because sometimes it's just easier to. Take the hurt, get it go through it and you know.
2: Yeah, you just And then learn on the next it. time you
1: yeah. make sure you do you do a little bit more in what
2: you say. Yeah. What you do. And it's also about how big is the impact, right? Mm-hmm. I mean one meal not available, big deal. Yeah. Right? Whereas if it's something about health issues or then I think life and yeah. death. Um or someone getting really sick, yeah. Then obviously it's a very different matter. Yeah. Um, so it, it has to be on a case by case basis, and we just need to have this awareness about what we stand for and how important is it. We have to pick our battles. We can't be, yeah, know getting into situations where I'm constantly at war with the world about everything. Mm. And I think in today's generation, we are getting to this point where there's a problem with everything and we indiscriminately pick our battles. We have... We've picked every battle. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Interesting. I am part of this generation. I'm Gen Z.
2: (laughs) I feel so. Mm -hmm. Um, We just need to be more mindful because our time and energy is limited. Mm. I have to have perspective of, What's most important for me? And let me make a stand for that because that matters the most. Everything else, work your way down through it. And those things that are insignificant, let them go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess we're saying that it's like subjective, only you really know the right answer. Um, but just try to be, try to look at things objectively and find, find, like, try to prove yourself to be reasonable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But in saying that arrogance does come across mm. if a person is arrogant you know they're being arrogant. I,
0: they I, should know they're being arrogant. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, I'm gonna, gonna bring this, this up. I feel like
1: most of the time everyone else except that person can see the arrogance. <laughs> yeah. The the one being arrogant is just... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. So Because they think they're taking a stand for something that they believe in. Yeah. Mm, but... They've probably just taken it a step too far. Yeah. So how would we work with this? How how do we separate self-reliance or self-respect, pride from arrogance?
1: I think it comes back to what you said on the, seeing it on a worldly level, Mm. you know, and how you can relate it to. The masses, mm. yeah, you know, not effect, If it's going to affect the masses in a positive way, then there is some respect. Mm. If it's just for your own benefit, and you're doing it out of entertainment or some like form of selfish desire, yeah, then there's some arrogance. Yeah. Mm. You know, like if if you if you're if you've got some form of arrogance, and it's because, let's say, I'm I'm saying something arrogantly mm. and putting you down, yeah, then I feel like that, that that then that's arrogance.
0: I feel like yeah, like so to elaborate on that point, I think as soon as you catch yourself being unkind, yeah. I think as soon as kindness leaves the situation, I think that's when it becomes arrogance. Because I even in like the restaurant examples, and all the, all the examples we touched on today, there is a way to resolve it by still being kind. Mm. Like it doesn't mean you have to like pick a fight and be rude to like air hostesses or wait staff or whatever it is. Um, there's a way to like let them know of the problem and just say, hey, what can you do to like help me out with this? Um, but as soon as it's like, oh my god, like you are so incompetent, you messed this up. I can't believe you've done that. Um, I think that then is like an arrogance thing. That's like it's, such a personal yeah. attack.
1: Yeah. Bringing some humility into yeah. it. Yeah. You know. So in that mm-hmm. situation, you could just blast up into the. Yeah. Um, I oh, shouldn't say blast up. <laughs> in the airplane, <laughs> <room. Yeah. laughs> but you
2: know, like I mean, like you could just blow the situation up. Yeah. <laughs> out of proportion. <laughs> out of proportion. <laughs> out of proportion. <laughs> Let's add that yeah. in for good measure.
1: <laughs> you know, but you could make a you could create a big scene in front of yeah everyone yeah. Or instead, you could walk to the back yeah. and say, "Look, I recognize we're in this flight." Uh, you must be pretty busy and stressed out, mm. you know, depending on the situation. And look, we haven't got this. Mm. If there is space or you do have anything extra, could you please, you know, sort mm. this out? Or yep. like, I'm okay. I'm not going to die. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> but yeah. this is what the situation is. And I think it's bringing some humility into it, mm. you yep. Yeah. you know. And okay. then I think in terms of Budja's situation where you were on holiday, Yeah. I think I would I'd just be like, well, what does everyone want to do? Do we want to uh, have a meal and a drink or yeah. are we're going to go find somewhere else?
0: Yeah. Just eat somewhere else. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. otherwise, like, yeah, if you feel like you're being, if everyone feels like they're being taken advantage of, then, like, well, I'm not going to be, mm. you know,
2: like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Why should mm-hmm. I have to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think that humility part is quite important um, where we recognize that it's not just me. Mm. There's others involved in the situation as yeah. well. And yet, at the same time, there is a concern for the other party as well. Yeah. Um, you're not overlooking that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this brings us to that story that we wanted yeah. to discuss, where the story is about Naradji. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and Naradji is, he's a devarshi, he's a vishi amongst the devas, mm-hmm. devatas. And it is said that once he was doing some tapas and he managed to overcome not only desire and lust, but also anger. And when it comes to tapas, the gold standard is always Shivji. Yeah. Right? And there's a story that when Shivji was doing tapas, Karmadev, the god of desire, he was able to disturb Shivji, mm-hmm. not incite desire and lust in Shivji, but anger. And out of that anger, Shivji destroyed Kamadev. And so this time around, when Naraji is doing his tapas, again, Kamdev comes and tries to disturb him, and he does not he does not succeed in disturbing him and at the same time he could not incite any anger in Naraji. Mm. And so when this whole episode is over, Naraji gets up from his tapas and he starts developing this arrogance that. Mm. I was not affected by desire, nor could they incite anger in me. I am better than Shivji. Cool. <laughs> <Pickle>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, so and this is this comes up in the Rama and in the Ramcharitamanas. And he goes to Shivji to brag about. It and you know, see, according to the <laughs> scriptures, it is great to do tapas. It is a great accomplishment to overcome desire and lust and anger. Mm. One must try to overcome these three. But there's such a fine line where arrogance creeps in. And it's not about doing the right thing anymore. It's about me. Mm. Right? And so for Naraji, it it became about him. him, Mm -hmm. And he started feeling... I am better than Shivji now, right? And he goes to Shivji and narrates the conversation, the events, and Shivji says, this is great. But he notices that there is obviously arrogance in there. He says, you've told me, that's great. Don't go and tell Bhagavan Vishnu. Obviously, keeping the welfare of Naraji in mind, Shivji is just advising him. But Naraji obviously thinks that, Shivji does not want Vishnuji to know that I am better than Shivji. <laughs> so That's such when, a when it becomes all about me, you know it's arrogance. Yeah. 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 Right. When it becomes, when it is about doing the right thing, yeah, and appreciating the right actions, you know you're standing up for something, mm. and one can have pride in it. Yeah. And take respect for what has been accomplished. Even at work, for example, when you've accomplished something and people come and congratulate you on it. What is the difference between arrogance and self-respect? Right? Mm. Just saying that, no, 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 I did not do anything does not mean there's no arrogance over there, Mm. right? A person can either take all the credit or pretend to not take any of the credit and yet have arrogance of it. Yeah. But it's when we recognize the role played by everyone in the team or the organization that have that has resulted in that outcome, then there is humility. Mm. Right? So the acknowledgement of the role played by society, our peers, our friends, will lead to humility. Mm. Right. And it is, and that self worth and self respect is great because it benefits us, it gives us that confidence um, it allows us to do things better mm. whereas arrogance makes us it leads us down the wrong track um, yeah. stops us from doing our best because we feel we're there's no one better than us or so there's nothing more to achieve mm. and so coming back to the story, Naradji obviously feels that Shivji is trying to trick him and he goes to Lord Vishnu and narrates the story again. And at that point in time, Bhagavan Vishnu recognizes that he's my devotee and there's arrogance in him. I have to do something about it. So he cues Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) (laughs) Play that track. (laughs) And the story that follows is very lovely as well. Do we have time? We do have time. Okay. So... Bhagawan Vishnu accepts it and says, great, you know, you've overcome not only anger, but also lust and desire. There's no one as great as you. And obviously, puffed wow. with pride, pulling yeah. him up, <laughs> <fooling> <laughs> him <laughs> <laughs> setting him up for the fall, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what Bhagawan does. And he says, you know, this is great. Um... You are my greatest devotee. There's no one else like you. And you achieved something miraculous. And Naraji is very happy. And Naraji is this person who's allowed, who has the ability to roam the entire universe Mm -hmm. without any restrictions. He's allowed to go everywhere. He's loved everywhere. He's respected everywhere. And so he comes across this new city which he has never ever seen before and he wonders where did this come from and obviously it's it's a trick being played by the lord to help naraji recognize his folly and there's this huge city and there's big fanfare going on and when he goes into the city and asks about what's the occasion what's happening over here why is there so much fanfare so many so much celebrations everything's decked up the entire city is looking beautiful the people say the princess is about to get married and we're all celebrating for her. She's going to be going through a swayamvara, where she chooses her own husband um, tomorrow. And Naraji heard about all of it and he said, okay, let me go visit the king because everyone knows him. Yeah, He goes there and he's welcomed by the king and he's placed on the throne. This is how they respect sages. And the king says, Oh, Naraji, you're so wise. You're brilliant. You're able to tell the future. Why don't you look at my daughter's palm and see what's, who is she going to marry and how her future would be? Because every father's concern is this. And... When the daughter walks in, the princess walks in, Naraji is smitten. Right? She's drop-dead gorgeous. And this princess is none other than Bhagan Vishnu in another form. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he has taken the form of Mohini. Right? Mm-hmm. The one who deludes. Yeah. And so Naraji is absolutely smitten. And when he looks at her palm, the lines suggest that she is to marry the Lord of the Universe, which is Vishnu. He reads it as, the one who marries her will become the Lord of the Universe.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mate,
2: <yeah. laughs> and having been puffed up by bhagavan Vishnu that you are so great, there's no one else like you, he feels... It's him. (laughs) I am going to, if I ask her hand for marriage, no one's going to say no. I am so great. But yet he feels like, you know, I'm not that good looking. I'm not as good looking as Bhagawan Vishnu. So let me go to the Lord and ask him for better appearance. May I look like the Lord as well. And there's no way under any circumstances that the princess will not marry me. And so he goes from there back to Lord Vishnu and he says, Oh Hari, Hari is the name of the Lord. Hari also means monkey. Right? And he invokes the Lord and he says, Hey Hari, give me an appearance like you. And Bhagwan says, Tathastu. Right? And it's a play on this word Hari. Where Hari means the Lord and Hari also means monkey. Mm -hmm. And what the Lord does what Bhagawan Vishnu does is gives him a face of a monkey. And Bhagawan having said Tatastu, he's so confident that there is going to be no oh, one as looking at him, <laughs> as him at the Swayambara. <laughs> and she, the princess is going to marry him. And so they, all the princes who want to marry the princess are standing in a line. And the princess starts walking from one to the other, looking at them. And obviously the tradition is when the girl comes in front of the person, their qualifications are read out by the person so that the lady knows who the person is and whether she wants to marry him or not. It's not just about the looks, but also the qualifications, Mm. the lineage, etc. And so as she's going through all the potential grooms. She comes in front of Naraji, And Naraji has this idea that I am the most handsome over here because Bhagwan has blessed me that I will look like him. And the princess looks at him and giggles and just walks past. <laughs> at the end of the row, there is Bhagwan himself, whom obviously... Mohini accepts and gets married too and at that point in time he turns back and he sees other people laughing at him as well and he wonders what's wrong why are people laughing at me and he goes and asks someone why why are you all laughing And they said, have you seen your face? (laughs) (laughs) You're You're trying to marry the princess, our princess. Have you seen your face? And he's so confused as to what is happening. And there's a water fountain close by. He goes there and he peeps and sees in his reflection that he's got the face of a monkey. And at that time, all hell breaks loose. Naradji, who is a great devotee of the Lord, has this anger arise in him. And he says, Lord, or Bhagawan, I'm going to curse you. Mm -hmm. He says, you have made me part with the love of my life. Mm -hmm. I curse you that you will also have to part from the love of your life. Mm -hmm. He says, that I'll curse you or I'll die. You've made me a laughing stock in front of all these people. For what reason? And so he curses the Lord. And to fulfill that curse, Bhagwan obviously accepts it. He takes Rama Avatar, where he's separated from oh. Sita Ji. Oh right? so obviously Bhagwan takes on the curse because it's from his bhakta. But the idea that arrogance will lead to anger at some point in time mm. and there will be a fall. And only later on does Ji recognize his mistake as to the person who's my greatest well whom I love so much. How did anger arise in me? Because he had arrogance or pride about... Him overcoming anger. Yeah. And Bhagwan pressed the right buttons to incite it in him. Right? Yeah. Um, whereas if the recognition would have been there, like Shivji did, that this is all a play of the Lord and it's by His grace we are able to achieve what we can achieve. And Shivji knows that when he expressed anger at that point in front of Karmadev, it was not because of his personal disturbances, but to set a message that when people are in tapas, they are not to be disturbed in the slightest, especially by desire. Mm. And so he was doing it for a reason and he knew why it was. And therefore, even though someone accused him of not being able to control or overcome anger, He does not take offense because he knows where he stands. It's the principle and the standard, right? Right? He has self-respect. He doesn't need to justify it to anyone. And therefore he tells Naraji that you've told me, just don't tell anyone else. Mm. Because it is a sign of arrogance that we brag about it. Mm. And when it's all about me, rather than recognizing that there is a the hand of God who's playing or helping me at all times which allows us to have that humility, self-respect rather than that arrogance develop in us so it's a beautiful story to help us understand how subtle this arrogance is Mm -hmm. Um, it can creep up on anyone even someone like Naraji and So learned and... Yeah, so learned, so capable. Yeah. um, And over something so noble, Mm. something so divine of overcoming lust and desire and anger, something that is prescribed in the scriptures for everyone. Mm. And yet there's the fall from grace because arrogance is the issue. So, um, yeah, I think, I hope that story helps us understand a little bit of what is self-respect which is what Shivji stands for, mm. and arrogance, which Naraji temporarily fell for.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does that, being able to see beyond yourself, because I think when you're arrogant, you can't see past
1: just you.
2: Yeah. So yeah, It's so, all about me. Yeah.
0: So being able to see beyond yourself, I think is important.
1: Yeah. And really just on those high level topics that we always discuss, right, is self-inclusive mm. and self-centered having their worldly outlook as opposed to just about me and my celebrations.
2: Yeah. 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 It cannot. Life is not just about me. Mm. And if it does become about me and my accomplishments and what I did, yes, it's going to lead to arrogance. It um, crystallizes this individuality, the ego even more, which is um, the antithesis of what spirituality is aiming for. So yeah I hope that conversation and that story makes a point mm-hmm.
1: So next time Puja you're at the restaurant in Italy yeah. and someone asks you to if you're about to have your meal yeah and you have you can only have your own meal and a drink, what will you do?
0: I think it depends on the attitude of the wait staff, yeah. Like, mm. if if they're as rude as that guy was, um, yeah, then I'd look at either eating somewhere else or just trying to get another person to serve me at that time, yeah. See if I can get someone else to yes. talk to us, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, it wasn't okay, to be honest. But I thought I was, like, rising above, which we, I definitely wasn't based on today's discussion,
2: but good to know. <laughs> so, you know... There might be genuine mistakes where you Mm. let go of it and you don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. That is rising above the situation. You don't have to make a stance every single time. It gets exhausting as well. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, there are certain things which should be a sense of pride for us and we should respect ourselves for holding and having those ideals and we Mm -hmm. should continuously live up to them. And if it means taking a stand, then so be it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Now I know we are
1: quickly running out of time, but just to finish up, um, Ishanji, if you want to share a sadhana we can probably work on for the next month.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we can do is integrate this sadhana with the reflections that we've prescribed for the whole year. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what we can do is start reflecting on Where we slide into arrogance as opposed to self-respect. Yeah. So in our day-to-day encounters, when we make a stand, is it out of arrogance or is it out of self-respect? Just to have this reflection going on Mm -hmm. as to where do I stand to begin with? Am I driven by false expectations, which is very much arrogance, like Naraji had, that false expectation that I am so great, therefore how can anyone turn me down? How can the Lord do this to me? Mm. Right? He's the Lord of the universe. He does what he feels best in terms of what is best for us. Mm. So we are no one to dictate the situation. Similarly, life does not care what we want. It gives us what we deserve. Mm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to be able to recognize where we stand to begin with, I th- I think that would be a good reflection. Um. So that we can then start working on ourselves.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yep.
2: And then if if you're
1: comfortable, Pooja, maybe we share how we are tracking. Yes. During the the coming month.
0: Yep. <laughs> Happy to do that.
1: All right. Cool. Thank you guys so much for your time and energy. Um, I think it was really good to just discuss the the fine line and the boundary beti- between, um, you know, where we are working on this outwardly world and when we are just benefiting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really just came through in the, the story that you shared as well, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just want to thank you both for your, your time and energy and I also want to thank our listeners as well. Um, wishing everyone well for 2024 and the year to come. Um, if anyone does have any questions, if they'd like to attend classes, please do get in touch with us as well. Thank you, everyone. Hariyum. Hariyum. Thank Hariom. you.
0: <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free. Proudly brought to you by Chinmaya Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, SEVA projects, and study groups, please visit Chinmaya.org.nz. Hariyom.
1: Very nice. What a way to start the year! <laughs> Thank you both. Thank
2: okay. you so much. Hariyom.
0: Thank you, Hario. I was just going to say yeah. th- thank you to everyone. Yeah.
2: Shandri <laughs> yeah. just wants to, yeah. he's like, I'm he's done. Like, That's it, it's That's, over. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank
1: you to our listeners <laughs> as well. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you, Hario.
0: Hario. <laughs> we just went over this yesterday.
2: <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do the closing bit again. Let's do the closing bit again. You just say it. Go. No, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we'll leave it like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Fun. No. <laughs> come on, don't leave it like that. Let's fix it. The People can
1: see what Ishaji is really We're like. No, they know what I'm
2: really like. We want them to come and see that in person, not on the podcast.
1: Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>